0: Before we start our podcast, I wanted to give you a little bit of information. I have to make a correction. During this episode, we talk about Universal Orlando's buy two-day, get two-day free ticket, which is a great deal, and we go into it in depth later on in the show. But I made a mistake. I, during the show, will say that the ticket expires December 31st of 2021. I think I say, say it's good through December 31st, 2021. That is not true. The ticket is good through December 17th of 2021. So I just wanna make that correction up front. We don't want anybody to buy this ticket thinking that it's good for dates that it's not. So again, later on in the episode, we talk about Universal Orlando's buy two day, get two day free ticket. It has to be purchased by September 30th of 2020. And it has to be used by December 17th of 2021. Now enjoy the episode. Cue the music. Hello everyone and welcome to the Dreams Unlimited Travel Podcast. My name is John Magi and I will be your host. In this episode, we're going to talk to you a little bit about Universal Orlando, uh, bringing you up to speed on a couple of things, including uh, their health and safety measures uh, under coronavirus and also talk to you a little bit about their new date-based ticket pricing system. I'm joined via Skype by Elaine Edwards. Hey, friends. Dreams Unlimited Travel Agent. Sorry, I should have said that up front. And also by our producer, Craig Williams. Oh, hoy hoi. Um, Kevin is not joining us for this episode. I want to let everybody know that Kevin is fine. We've been getting a couple of emails. Are we okay We took a couple weeks off. Yes, we are fine. Kevin's not participating just because he's not really knows a lot about Universal and didn't feel he could participate and and give anything to the conversation. So um, that's why he's not here. So let's get started. And I want to bring in Elaine and Craig because they have specifically been to Universal since the opening, the reopening under the new safety and health guidelines that they've implemented. Um, I realize that we're probably going to do a little comparing and contrasting to what Disney's doing. I think that's just inevitable. But I wanted to give people a sense of what they can expect at Universal Orlando. Now, Craig, you came in as sort of a day guest, and Elaine came in as a resort guest, correct? Correct. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I think that's really good to have those two different perspectives. So let's start with Craig. Tell us a little bit about what you experience as a day guest parking in the lot, Getting into the
1: uh the parks themselves yeah so as a day guest i would say they have pretty much ironed out the experience to be completely smooth and very easy i will say up front one thing that i have not done so far as a day guest going back to universal is i have not attended on a weekend Uh, The weekends at Universal right now have been described as nothing less than crazy, like hour-long waits at every attraction, very busy parks. I hear that the compliance is still good with all the safety measures on the weekends. It's just – it's such – when – you have to wait that long for any experience. For me, as a local, being able to go anytime I want, uh, it just doesn't sound appealing to go when it's overly crowded and busy. But uh, I've, I've been a lot of times on the weekdays so far, and it's honestly a, a really smooth experience. So, uh, in terms of like starting at the very beginning, I mean, it's they're they're asking for cashless payment systems at the parking lot, so that way you can make your transit action, getting through as, as seamless as possible. Uh, you're being parked every other row, so that way you're promoting uh, physical distancing. And then before you can even get into the CityWalk security area, you have to go through a temperature check, which is very, very easy and straightforward. It's, it's the same thing they're doing over at Disney. You just have a, a temperature gun pointed at your forehead and they take your temperature. And as long as you're you're under the the benchmark now, which I can't even remember anymore at this point, 100.4.
2: Yep, 100.4. And yeah,
1: it's like we've been talking about it so long now that I've actually forgotten what the temperature is. <laughs> Uh, check is on there but as long as you're under 100.4 then you're good to go and then at that point you make your way through the city walk hub security screening which uh, is is regularly wiped down and made sure that uh, everything stays stays clean because at universal you use metal detectors to to go through your bag check no no physical touching or anything so uh you basically put all your stuff in the little bins and they're cleaned regularly and it's very 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 smooth and then uh, after that, it's just, it all depends on crowds in terms of going into the parks and such. Uh, you know, city walk constantly has an influx of people no matter what time of day it is, just because that's where there's so much dining and shopping. And, and then with the parks, it's, it's, it's like it is any other time of the year, honestly, except it's not. On weekdays, it's definitely not as crowded as as it normally would be during this time of year, but uh, for the most part, guests are definitely maintaining physical distancing. Everyone is wearing a mask uh, at at all times and and it's just it's it's a very it's a very smooth procedure. so the one thing I will say that it was disappointing the last time I was there last week. They implemented one of the rules that Disney did where you have to be stationary and away from guests when you are actually taking your mask off in order to to eat something or take a drink. And I will say that compliance on this rule is pretty much uh, non-existent. Uh, there was plenty of people just walking around casually, removing their mask and and eating and drinking. And, you know, it's always spectacular when they're doing so and they decide to come within like a foot of you just for some reason. Yeah. But I will say I noticed that a lot. It was it was a problem. And there just there wasn't any team members around really to say anything About it, so it seems like even though that is a rule on paper, it is something that is not being enforced at all. So,
0: so I have a couple questions for you. Yeah, were people wearing masks as soon as they got out of their cars, or were they wearing masks when they got to the first checkpoint?
1: Well, this is honestly hit or miss. I I am a firm believer is that as soon as you're out of your car, you are technically in public and therefore you and you're on their property. So you should be wearing your mask the second you're out of your car. But I will even say with that, it's I would say it's 50 50. It's you'll see half of the people wait until they're right up to the temperature checkpoint area to start putting on a mask and others are are doing it from the start you'll see them in their car still driving around with their masks on but yeah it's it's kind of a mixed bag in terms of the parking lot
0: second i don't know if i missed you saying this or not hand sanitizing stations same as disney every couple of feet every once in a while
1: yeah um, in a lot of gift shops and dining locations at every attraction, uh, in the entrance and the exit ones, and the exit ones are sometimes hard to see. They're not always placed like right out in front, but uh, they are at all of the the entrances and exit to the attractions, not the very entrance, but right before you get on, you'll have a team member actually squirting hand sanitizer into your hand. So that's a big difference from Disney where they're just, you know, they have at Disney, there's sometimes three or four hand sanitizer, uh, touchless uh, stations set up from the time you're getting into the queue before you get on the ride. But at no point in time, are they forcing you to actually use their hand sanitizer whereas with universal right before you get on the ride or very close to before you get on the ride you actually do have a team member that is physically making sure that you have hand sanitizer before you get on so it's a, I I like that at universal for sure
0: any hand washing stations set up like disney
1: not that I have noticed at all. so I, I know that was one thing that they had talked about at one point, but maybe it's just I'm not looking in the right places, but I mean in in terms of in terms of hand washing and such, uh, Universals just like Disney where they have tons of bathrooms throughout property and so it's it's really one of those things where I don't think you necessarily need the extra. The extra station set up because even over at walt disney world it's few and far between when you see anyone actually using them uh i i feel like sometimes if one person starts using them at disney then it sets off a, a trend where everyone starts using it because they see it and it clicks with them but uh most of the times i'm walking through i'm not seeing anyone use them anyway so honestly i i don't i don't personally think it's that big of a deal that universal universal doesn't have them plastered everywhere but that's just me
0: i also think too right now they're a novelty so you know you go to disney you're like oh look there's a hand washing station isn't this cute and you might want to go over and use it but like you said i don't think people are really necessarily using it
1: all right so i'm sorry I, i was just gonna say with with those it's part of the issue that I have is like at Disney, they shove so many paper towels up in them that I've washed my hands at the stations. And then I've struggled for 10 seconds to try to pull paper towels out of there to the point that I'm like touching everything on the hand washing station. So I'm basically negating the fact that I just washed my hands at this where, whereas I'd rather go into a bathroom and a lot of universal bathrooms, you know, they have the touchless drying and stuff, which I'm sure just spreads germs around more, but I, it's, it's also, you know, it, it's also, particular about what after you wash your hands what you touch and such like everyone's different with that but for me just go into a bathroom and wash your hands it's easy enough
0: i'm an air dryer i, can do that. I like that too i like that too <laughs> just you know make your hands dry so thank you for that elaine let's talk a little bit about the resort where did you stay
2: so we stayed at cabana bay in one of the family
0: suites so talk to us about the process of getting there and what you saw them doing at the resort level for the health and safety stuff.
2: So when we um, arrived, as soon as you walk into the door of the resort, there is a security guard there, um, and they're stationed at all of the entrances and all of the exits to the resorts. They immediately take your temperature, and if you pass, then they give you a wristband And that means you are good to go for the rest of the day. So you can use that wristband. If you go to city walk, if you go in the parks, any of the restaurants, any of the other hotels, um, that kind of thing, it's, 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 you just show it to them and they let you go by for the rest of the day. So as in the mornings, as you're leaving um, your room to go down and then leave to get on a bus or get on the ferries or start walking, to get to the parks then you just stop by one of those stations on the way out the door they take your temperature and they give you that wristband um we did also bring a thermometer with us i took um, myself and all of my kids temperatures every morning just because i didn't want a surprise when i got down there um and i wanted to be diligent with self-monitoring as well um when we got you don't want
0: the kids you don't want the kids to be you know disappointed Oh, ready to go, let's go. And then someone says to them, I'm sorry, you have a, you have a fever, you can't get right. in. So I think right. that's a great idea. Let's be prepared and know what to do. So before you go on, what was your plan B? If you got up in the morning and a kid had a fever, what would you do?
2: So if somebody had a fever, then we would probably kind of just wait a little while. Um, we, are, we tend to kind of just roll out of bed and go. And so maybe their fever was just because they were you know, under blankets and sleeping. So we'd probably wait an hour, take temperatures again. If I felt like they had a fever and it was rising or they were showing other symptoms, at that point, I would probably try to call a convenient care and see if we could get in to, to be checked.
0: Excellent. All right. So what else do you want to let us know about the, how you felt about the health and safety stuff at the resort?
2: So at the resort, they did, the check-in desk did have plexiglass up um, between yourself and the team member. The lines had the social distance markers on the floor. People were doing really well with staying away from each other, but it also, there was hardly anybody there. Um, So I did travel the week after Universal reopened. So I was there very, very early in the process. And I know things have adapted and transitions and changed since I traveled. Um, But it it was very, very new to everybody. And everybody was doing very, very well staying away from each other. Um, The remote was in a baggie in the hotel room. And again, we were sure if you're supposed to take it out of the baggie or leave it in the baggie. I think that is a cause for debate right now. Um, So, and they never at any point came and cleaned our room. They said that um, they weren't doing room cleanings. You could request towels, trash. If you, we did request more shampoo because we needed some. Um, we requested more towels because we needed some. And once you checked out, they said that all rooms would left would be left completely untouched for twenty four to forty eight hours. Then they would be cleaned, and then somebody new might be coming into that room. So they were leaving
0: actually-
2: some, some time between guests
0: that's actually um there is a uh am uh, trying to think of what the right word is there is a, a division of the government in florida in florida that is making these rules about uh hotel guests and short-term rental guests i know this because we own dreams villas and one of the rules now is that you have to have 24 hours between guests in your room or your home so that's something that they're following as a state regulation. I don't want to go as far as to say it's a state law because I don't know that that's true. That's a regulation by this um, re- the housing, the hotel rental association. I don't know exactly what it's called, but so that's good to know that they're following that. Um, and the whole idea of no housekeeping. Do you know that that's ongoing, or was that just because it was so early in the process?
2: Um, as far as I've heard, that's still what I think Universal and Disney are both doing right now. Is um, I think if you have a longer stay after three or four days, they come and they do trash service at Disney. Um, but I think for right now, they're not doing housekeeping during your stay unless there's something that you specifically ask for.
0: Yeah, I don't know that people need it. You know, I think we got used to this idea of having daily housekeeping, and I don't know that it's that crucial anymore like it used to be i think people can get used to that right what else you want to tell us specifically about universal that um they did well or maybe they didn't do well what do you want to share with folks
2: yeah so at the parks um we did go during the week and right after or right before we went is when they kind of reopened annual pass holders and unblocked Um, weekends and that sort of thing for seasonal and Florida residents and that kind of thing. So we knew that the weekends were going to be busy, as Craig said. I think we're seeing that at both Universal and Disney. The weekends are a lot busier. But during the week, I mean, there was very, very, very few people there. And it made it an amazing experience for us because we were able we didn't have to have a touring plan. We didn't have to pre-think anything. We really could just walk into the park and walk through and say, do we want to do that? Yeah, let's go. Do we want to do that? No, we'll, we'll wait for later. And that made it really great. Um, I did like, as Craig said, that they forced you to hand sanitizer before you got on the rides. I thought that was great. Um, as he said, it, it was kind of hard to find um, the hand sanitizer when you were getting off. Um, so I also carried some with us. I know that wearing a face covering is a big deal to a lot of people. Um, and we, I was, I was very worried about that, um, because I do have three kids, one of them that specifically has sensory issues. And we chose to use the paper disposable ones and i thought they did great. They were lightweight. Um, They did not bother us at all. Not one child complained about having to wear one, even though my kids complain about everything. They never once complained about them. And what I liked about the disposable ones is it was so easy that if it got wet or it got dirty or you just felt like, oh, I've been in this for too long, you could take it off, throw it away, put on a new one. Um, On Jurassic Park, once you are seated on the ride, They do announce that you can take off your face covering at that point. And on Rips off Oz, they never announced it. So we went ahead and we left it on. And, of course, we were completely drenched. um, And we took them off and threw them away at that point. But they never announced it on that one. Um, But they do say in their policies that you can remove your face covering on attractions that include water elements. so
0: that that's good. <laughs> let me ask you let me ask you a question. How did you prepare your kids for wearing a mask? Did you tell them something? Did you negotiate with them? Did you bribe them? how did you get them to do it?
2: So um, you know, my at that point my kids had been in the house for three months um because their schools had been shut down. And so they haven't really been anywhere. I didn't take them to the store with me anytime I needed to go anywhere. Um, so I think up to that point, they had only worn a face covering like one time. Um, so I bought, um, several packages of these disposable ones. And I think it was like that morning on the way to the airport, I kind of just threw them at everybody. And I said, here, put this on, we have to put it on before we get to the airport. Um, and I just told them, um, you know, this trip was not a planned trip that we had been like booked months ago and we had been looking forward to. I only booked this trip, um, about three days before we got on the plane and left. It was a very last minute decision. And I told them, I said, look, do you want to go to Universal? This is a great opportunity. There's very few people there. However, you do have to wear a mask the entire time we are there. Um, there may be There may be attractions that are closed. There may be shows that are closed. They're not going to have like the nighttime, um, the spectaculars or anything like that. Are you okay with this? And they said, yeah, sure. So I did not have to bribe them um, or anything like that. And after the trip, I asked them, I said, how do you feel? Now that we're on the other side, did wearing a mask, like did this ruin your trip? And all of them said, no, this was no big deal. It really didn't, they didn't feel like it was anything any different. They didn't feel like it was a big deal. They kind of liked that this was a once in a lifetime opportunity that they were able to visit the parks and there be relatively empty at the time, especially the Harry Potter lands for them to be empty and the Harry Potter rides to be walk-ons was amazing. So they actually loved it.
0: That's great. That's great. How old are they again?
2: So my oldest is 18. My middle one is 12 and my youngest is eight. Um, So they are a little bit older and they have the understanding of this is why we're wearing a mask. This is why we're using hand sanitizer. This is why we are standing six feet apart from everybody. Um, So they do. They understand what's going
0: on. Excellent. All right, Craig, I want to go back to you for a minute. Let's talk a little bit about the difference between Disney and Universal and how did you feel? Did you feel like one did a better job? Did you feel safer in one place than another? Give us a little bit of background as comparing the two. And not necessarily like, you know, this happened, this happened, this happened, but more of a general of
1: who do you think did a better job, opinion-wise? I I think... Honestly, Disney slightly outweighed Universal in this one, but also Disney took a lot of extra time in order reopening. Uh, in order to reopen. You know, they they spent that extra month that they stayed closed putting in plexiglass dividers and queues and and you know, they, they go the next step with their cast members over at Disney by saying if you're going to be out close to a guest, not only are you wearing a face mask, but you're also going to have a shield on as well, too. And so I feel like there's just a couple little small things that Disney is doing that that definitely when you get into more close and confined spaces, I think I think those little choices that they're making go a lot more. Uh, gotta go a lot further. sorry as I'm stammering over myself here but okay. uh,
0: so it, Universal didn't do that. you didn't you didn't go to a queue in Universal with dividers or anything like that.
1: they They have the same spacing system as as Disney did. So technically Disney took theirs where you know it's at least spaced out every six feet but pretty much in a lot of places it's six, seven eight, nine, ten feet. Sometimes the next space is all the way around a corner and you can't even see it. It's just how they needed to set it up in order to to be as safe as possible. So it, it's just the little touches, again, like plexiglass dividers in places where it's like, okay, we can't actually keep people distance from each other so we'll and those it.
0: switchback cues. you know you've got to do something in those switchback cues e- for
1: sure exactly so that's uh, uh, on that front i think disney slightly edges universal out in terms of like the open areas though i think it's basically the same experience being at disney and universal they're both They're both relatively open areas where it's easy to distance from each other. So if you're that type of person who says, I want to just go in and experience the atmosphere, maybe grab a bite to eat and not go on any rides, then I feel like the experience is basically the same at both areas. And then in terms of resorts, I have not stayed at Universal yet, but I have stayed at Walt Disney World and Universal definitely uh, wins the prize on handling their hotels better, which maybe it's thanks to the fact that Lowe's is the ones actually operating the hotels because at Disney, you don't have you don't have temperature checks when you're going in or out that's you just walk right in and you're there. And then on top of that, I felt like looking at the the pool areas that the pools were almost always overcrowded from like in the middle of the day. And then later on at night, and lots of people were just walking around without masks on because you know, they're at their hotel and they think, they think that there's not a lot of people around so they can just kind of, be going around. So in terms of Disney and their hotels, I, I did not care for the experience, but hearing what universal was like, it feels like Lowe's and universal together have set up a better system for hotels.
0: Elaine, did your kids use the pool? Did you guys go look at the pool? We went to
2: the pool a few times and it was in the evenings as the evenings went on. It did get a little bit more crowded, but it was never crowded crowded like I never felt uncomfortable there was always plenty of space around me uh the lazy river that Cabana Bay has they were not using the floats at this time like they weren't doing the rentals if you happened to bring your own you could use it but they were not doing the rentals so you we just walked through um and Everyone that I saw, honestly, once they got out of the pool and they were walking back to their rooms, they were putting masks on um, from everything that I saw. Like we said, we did it a few times. We also did go to Volcano Bay. Um, oh, okay. And we got there about a half an hour before they opened. And there, we social distanced ourselves from everybody in line, but not quite everybody else was doing that. Um, and then we actually just went ahead and rented a cabana while we were there, because it gave me a peace of mind, having our own private space away from everybody else, and we were able to order food that way and have it delivered um, without having to wait in line or anything like that. And so it just it gave us that sense of security of having a private space away from everybody else.
0: Yeah. I get it. I mean, I don't want to be in a pool with a whole bunch of people. We have a pool in our backyard. I don't even like it when Kevin's in there with me <laughs> <laughs> But make wear a mask. At,
2: even at Volcano Bay, they have the Tapu Tapu system that you can um, utilize so that you don't have to wait in line. And I'm sorry, my 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 cat is trying to walk across the other
0: way. <laughs> That's all right. We usually have a dog in our lap or away. something.
2: <laughs> um we didn't have to use it once. There was no lines. All of the slides were just walk-ons. And so um, it was very, very, very empty. When we were in the wave pools, there was nobody around us. Um, So we felt very safe at Cabana Bay while we had our masks off. We didn't, we didn't have any issues or
0: any problems with that. Excellent. Great. It sounds like Universal's doing the right stuff. Mm -hmm. It sounds like they're implementing all the right procedures and it sounds like they're, uh, working hard to do that, and I think that's important because um, we want to feel safe there, and we want to, as a travel agency, we want to send people there so that we feel comfortable that they're going to be okay. So I think that's really important. Right. and I and were talking about. I'm sorry, go ahead.
2: And that is why I took this trip because you know as soon as Universal opened because they were the first one opening, and I knew that Universal and Disney would be having very similar procedures. I wanted to experience them myself because if I wasn't willing to do it, I wouldn't feel comfortable sending my clients and be able to say, yes, it's okay to take your family on this vacation. So, I mean, that's a big reason why I went and I did this for myself.
0: So, Kevin and I were talking the other day. One of the things uh, we'd like to do is he and I are going to head over to SeaWorld one day. We don't sell a lot of SeaWorld. It's not a big product for us, but there's a lot of folks who, when they come to Central Florida and they stay at Disney or Universal, they like to do an add-on day at SeaWorld. So it would be nice to see what they're doing over there. And I know their crowds are super light. They're having a whole bunch of problems getting people in the parks. So I would feel safe going there for a day and seeing what their procedures are like. So Mm -hmm. very cool. Anything you guys want to add that we didn't cover on the health and safety Procedures for universal before we move on
2: Um, one thing that I thought was a really great opportunity If you have a child that is very into harry potter um Is that one is that? Because this area the harry Potter areas are so empty right now it gives you One being able to experience it without the crowds, but For the Ollivander's Wand experience that they are doing, they are only allowing one family in at a time. And so this was awesome because you knew that your child was going to get picked for the experience. Whereas normally when you go in, you're going in with five or six other families Your child doesn't get picked, then they're upset and crying, and then we have a situation. So you are guaranteeing that your child gets to get picked for the experience, and all eyes are on them. It was a great time. Um, And then because, again, the land is so empty, they're able to actually walk around, be able to use that interactive wand to do all of the spells without all of the crowds. And so that was a very special thing to be able to do right now.
0: It's either a good thing or a bad thing. Because you know your kid's going to get paid for one of them expensive wands. And then you know you're going to buy the wand. got to buy the wand. Very cool. All right. So, excellent. Thank you guys for that. Let's move on to the next part of this conversation, sticking with Universal Orlando. Um, some news came out last week that Universal Orlando has moved to a date-based pricing system for their tickets. Similar to what Disney's done already. Um, so the good news is we don't really have a lot of, uh, it's not a shock. It's not like, oh, we got to learn a whole new thing. It's a very similar system to what Disney's doing. This was implemented as of August 18th, I believe. And, um, I've got some information and some frequently asked questions, but basically what I want folks to know is that it's similar to Disney. Disney. Depending on when you're gonna come, you would buy the ticket for that date, and then you could adjust it for how many parks you wanna go to and how many days you wanna stay. Um, There's also the ability to purchase what they call a flex ticket, which is not date specific. So if you decide, listen, I don't wanna buy a specific date ticket because we may not go, you could buy a a flex ticket uh, for a different pricing model than the date-based pricing. And um, we have seen a little bit of uh, uh, interest in folks booking Universal under the new tickets. So I wanted Elaine to come on, give us some ideas of pricing, explain to us what she's seeing for these date-based tickets, and to see if it changes anything with the way we would present Universal to our clients. So Elaine, what do you want folks to know about the date-based pricing? The thing
2: to know with these date-based tickets is that um, just like Disney, you have a window that you're able to use that. And it is the number of days that you're buying the ticket for plus three. And it's that way across the board, no matter how that's long. The the,
0: you, that's how long the tickets are good. Yeah. Just to make it known that that's, you know, cause Disney has that thing where it depends on how long you buy the, how long the ticket length is, then it's how good the ticket is for, but all of them are plus three days.
2: Plus three. So if you buy A four-day ticket, then plus those three days, you have a seven-day window to use those tickets. And you do not have to use it on the first day, like the date, your starting date. So let's say you pick the starting date of September 1st, then it's going to be good through September 7th. And it's a four-day ticket. You don't have to use it on September 1st. You can start on September 3rd if you like. However, that ticket does expire on September 7th, no matter what day you use as your starting date within that window. Um, so that's something to know. They, just like Disney, if you have a situation come up Um, you know, all of the tickets are considered non-refundable that is there across the board. It's non-refundable. If you buy a four day ticket and you decide later that you want to change it and make it a five day ticket, you can do that. You have to pay the difference, um, to change it. If you need to change the dates, you have to pay the difference. Um, but it, you know, they, they really want you to go buy these these date based tickets. So in doing a little bit of comparing of universal does still have their buy two days, get two days free ticket offer right now. Um, This was supposed to expire on August 14th and they have extended it. You can purchase these tickets through September 30th at this point, and they are good to use through the end of 2021. They're not date based. Um, so the difference in the pricing on the three park ticket for a buy two days, get two days free, it is about ninety dollars more to go to a date-based four-day ticket. And it is about um about a hundred dollars more to go to a flexible ticket. Um, that's a four. Par- a four-day,
0: three-part ticket. As far so as just the- want to make, make sure folks know this: this buy two get two. This is a promotional ticket. Right. Um, first of all, it's an incredible deal. It's right. really a great deal. So it doesn't fall into the date-based ticket option. You can use it for any date with before December 31st, 2021. Yes. So that's an excellent option too, and you can buy the tickets and sort of hold on to them. So before we go on to other stuff, um, I want folks to know that you can buy those tickets through Dreams Unlimited Travel. You can write to Elaine at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. You can write to uh, me, John, at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com, and we will make sure we get you to purchase those tickets. This is a really good deal, and um, I'm surprised they extended it with the uh, announcement of the date-based ticket, but I'm glad they did because I think mm-hmm. this gives folks a window to say, listen, I may want to go to Universal in the summer of next year. Well, guess what? Get your ticket now. Get your discount now. Yeah. But once these tickets are gone, then you're going to go to the regular pricing. Go
1: ahead, Craig. I, uh, you know, I've been covering Universal for how many years? And they they do this offer pretty regularly, the buy two, get two free, at least once a year. But... I don't remember, maybe I'm just not paying attention to details, but I don't remember the last time where it basically was, you buy by September 30th and you have until the very end of next year to actually use it. That's, that's usually it's like
2: spring promotion Mm -hmm. and then it's good through like the beginning or middle of June. And then that's it. Like you only have like a three month window to use it. And so this, like John said, like, if you think, you know, we might go to, we might go to Universal next year, even if you don't know your dates. Go ahead and buy your tickets while they're on sale, and then book your room later, and you've still got this great deal.
0: I agree. All right, so let's uh, now we're looking at not the the two, buy two get two free ticket. Now we're looking at just the date based tickets. We're going to assume that that ticket is that promotional ticket is gone, and now you're buying one for a specific date. What did you find? Elaine, as far as let's say um, ease of use and ease to understand, is it just as easy as Disney's?
2: Yeah, it's it's. I mean, it you know because they're allowing you to make these changes, um, that's what gives you a little bit of peace of mind. Even though they're saying it's only for these dates, it's only for this window, and they will actually are. They have upgraded their Universal. App that they have for their parks, and within that app, you can now make changes to this ticket. Um, So, if you have decided that, like I said, you've bought maybe you've bought a three day ticket and decide you want to go to a four day, you can actually make that change and pay the difference right within that app that they are using. If you've bought it yourself, um, you can also contact your Dreams Unlimited travel agent and they'll make that change for you just as easily. And um, you can also go to their guest services to make that change. So there's, there's several ways you can make those changes. Um, if you decide you're going to go down, so let's say you started with a five-day ticket and you decide you only need four days, you're not going to get a refund for the difference they'll change the ticket for you, but you're not going to get a refund. Um, They will leave it at that price. However, if you go up or even if you need to change the dates that it's good for, if it goes up, you do have to pay the difference. If the date based ticket pricing goes down, you're not getting a refund.
0: What kind of pricing savings are we seeing for uh, adding a day to a ticket? Is it significant? Because you know Disney does that thing where you know you get out to seven, eight days, nine days. You know your your per day price is pretty low.
2: Yes. So um, with Universal, their longest ticket is five days for the regular daily tickets, and so that first day and that second day, and then once you get into three and four days, the pricing per day goes down significantly. So you're talking about a very very small amount to go from 3 days to 4 days, 4 days to 5 days. So it does make sense um you know if you are considering, you know, do we want to do a 3 day? Do we want to do a 5 day? It it really does make sense to add those days on because the amount that you spend goes down plus the longer you stay in the hotels with universal hotels, they actually give you discounts the longer that you stay. Um, and the awesome thing about universal packages is you can actually layer discounts. So right now they have a hotel discount, they have a ticket discount, and they have a hotel and ticket bundle discount, and you can layer all of those on top of each other and really get a great deal. All
0: right. You brought up pricing. Let's talk about some pricing. Let's tell people what they could expect if they want to do a universal vacation. What have you got for examples?
2: Sure. So I looked at three different, very popular time periods, um, coming up. So the first one is fall break in October. You have a lot of people that did not take their typical summer vacation and they're ready to do something. And maybe they don't want to do a 10 day trip, but maybe they want to do, you know, a four day trip and just get out and, and get away for a little bit. Um, so Looking at the hotels. Oh, we have to talk about the hotels right now. Um, Universal has four hotels that are open. They have Hard Rock, Royal Pacific, Cabana Bay, and Endless Summer Surfside. The other hotels are not open at this time. We do not have an opening date yet for the other hotels. Um, once yeah, they, that's, you
0: know, that's what Disney's doing. You know, right. it's just a matter of capacity. Right no sense in opening up a whole resort if they're not going to be able to fill a decent amount of the room, so I don't that's not something that bothers me no, and those are all no. great resorts.
2: Oh no, I love all of them, and if you happen to already have a trip that is booked at a different resort, they are giving um special promotions for you to move, so you just need to reach out to your dreams agent and they'll get you taken care of, which they've probably already reached out to you at this point, and they've told you what your options are um so for fall break, of uh, let's look at October 5th through 8th. So this would be three nights, four days for two adults with a three park. So that'll be Universal, Out of Adventure, and Volcano Bay because it's still hot in Florida in October. You'll want to visit Volcano Bay. With that, buy two days, get two days free, and the bundle discount. Um, for Hard Rock in a standard room, that is 1669 for Royal Pacific and a Water view room at 1638. And then Cabana Bay, it's eleven twenty two, And at in the summer surfside, it's only $970.
0: So wait, go back. How many nights is that again?
2: So this is three nights, four days with four days of tickets.
0: Okay. And so at one of the resorts where you get the uh, access, the walk on the rides.
2: So that is for Hard Rock and Royal Pacific.
0: Okay. Give me those pricing again.
2: So for Hard Rock, it is $1,669. And for Royal Pacific, it's $1,639.
0: I mean, I think this is a great price. Yeah. For a four-day vacation? Now, granted, there are some people who might not want to do Volcano Bay. Volcano Bay has become controversial. People don't think it's a full day and don't want to pay for it. So that would even reduce your price further if you just went to the two-park ticket. Yes. So, again, you know, you're talking about you can you can either look at Universal as what a great add-on to a Disney vacation because you can easily get there from Disney and then extend your vacation. Or in some cases, it might even be, you know, financially looking at Universal as the vacation this year that you can take mm-hmm. because the pricing is so much better.
2: Right. And, you know, where a lot of people are saying, you know, why isn't Disney doing discounts right now and that kind of thing? Well, Universal is. Universal is doing some really great discounts. And, and another thing is that, with Disney, if you already have a Disney vacation planned, if you had a week long vacation planned, you may not even need that full week now because you've gotten everything done in the day because there's no long waits for the rides. You could do a split stay at this point and spend half the time at Disney and half the time at Universal. I was so, going to ask you and that. We're done that way.
0: get so much done. So I guess that's what I was going to ask you a follow up to that was do people need the express pass and universal? Is that something that you think they need? Maybe on a weekend they might.
2: <laughs> I mean, weekend. Yes. Um, with my experience, I went down. Normally I like to stay in the premier resorts that they offer the express pass just because I don't like to wait in lines. And I like the express <laughs> pass and I think it's a hundred percent worth it. And I will a hundred percent pay for it. Um, however, um, because I knew that it wasn't crowded. That's why we went ahead. We stayed at cabana. That's where the kids want to stay. So we stayed there, but I was fully prepared to walk in. And if there were crowds, I was going to pay for the express pass um, because you can buy it in the parks. Um, For fall break in October. I don't think that you'll need it unless you are traveling over the weekend. I also have pricing for over Christmas and I would definitely want express pass. If you were traveling over Christmas. Basically our kind of rule of thumb is that if you're traveling during a time that kids are out of school, so Christmas break, summer, fall break, spring break, that kind of thing, it's going to be more crowded and it's going to be more expensive. During those times, you're going to want Express Pass. If you have flexibility that you can travel while kids are in school, it's going to be less expensive. It's going to be less crowded.
0: Craig, you started to say something.
1: With Express Pass 2, the other thing that, you know, besides just cutting down on uh, your wait times, one of the bigger uh, bigger advantages of it is it actually cuts down the amount that you have to spend walking through a line at a lot of attractions. So that's another selling point that I don't think gets made a lot with it. It's If some of these attractions you want to do, like, Forbidden Journey, five times over and over again. Yeah, you might have a shorter weight and you might have a short weight in the regular line or barely any weight at all, but you still have to wind your way all the way through outside to the greenhouses, up through the Great Hall and past everything. Whereas if you go in the, the express line, it's basically you walk in you go up a staircase in their great hall there you wind your way through uh, the same distance then without going down a lot of the same down and backs and you're there much quicker and Mm -hmm. uh, this is the case at a lot of attractions it it takes the physical length you're waiting and usually cuts it down at least by half if not greater so uh, you know if if you have any issues with walking chances are you're already using a, a scooter or a wheelchair which then that's a, a different game entirely. But if you're that type of person that you're like, I don't want to keep walking this full length line over and over again. I want to be able to redo these things as quickly as possible. Expresses a a great way to really cut down on the actual distance you have to walk to
0: Well, then also think about it this way: now you're also less likelihood of coming in contact with other people
1: because mm-hmm.
0: you're not doing the full line, you're not doing all the switchbacks, you're not doing the all right. the other stuff. So you're, you're reducing your risk of contact there as well. So you had some uh, pricing for Christmas, Elaine, you were talking about?
2: Yes. And so this, you are looking at peak pricing. Um, this is the time between Christmas and New Year's. This is December 28th through December 31st. Same length of stay. Everything's the same. It's two adults. I did take off Volcano Bay. So this is two park tickets. Again, park-to-park tickets. And for that same Hard Rock Room, it would be 25, 48, 36. So you're talking about, about a $900 difference in traveling from October to Christmas, um, but because it is peak time. However, that still honestly is not bad because there are still discounts that you're getting on the room and on the tickets right there. Um, so it's, not, it's still not bad at all. Royal Pacific, is 2345 cabana bay is 1485 and in the summer Surfside is 1360 and again with that rope, pacific and hard rock you get the unlimited express path
0: yeah again you know we all we have to do is compare this stuff to disney pricing right and you can see what a big difference it is okay so i should know this but i don't know this are they doing any kind of dining package over there
2: Okay, so Universal does have dining packages. They have a quick service plan and they have a plan that includes a a full service meal and a quick service meal. They also have a plan that you can add on their um, freestyle Coca-Cola refillable cup to. They have a few different ways of doing their dining plans. And they are still running the dining plans. They're still accepting the dining plans. And generally, I like to recommend the quick service plan. Um, I do think it, it is good. And I like to recommend it for the days that you are actually in the parks. Um, their dining plans are not usable at every single restaurant, every single hotel, all of CityWalk. They're only available for specific restaurants. And so, I li- like I said, I like the quick service plans for the days you're in the parks. I do believe you save money doing that. However, you cannot utilize the, the dining plan with the mobile ordering that Universal is now requiring inside the parks. So that causes an issue. Um, they For quick service meals right now inside the parks, the Universal is requiring mobile ordering. And you link a credit card and you pay um, using your credit card using the Universal app. So you can't use the
0: dining plan that way. Uh, That's not good. You know, are they working on, I I probably don't know this, any kind of fix for that? Like, is it a reimbursable? If you have the dining plan?
2: I don't know. Um, I think probably what would have happened if I, because like I said, I would normally get the um, universal dining plan or the quick service one. Um, I think if I had showed up and I had it, they would have told me to go up to the counter and pay I did see a few people at the counters, um, when we were going into quick service. And so I think that's probably what would happen is you would have to go up to the counter order and pay that way. Instead of using the mobile ordering, they would make an exception. Um, but it just, then it goes outside of their streamlined systems at that point. So
1: they are, they will, take you at a register if you have dining plan if you have to pay with cash for some reason they they still make that that open and apparent but they they do want you to use mobile ordering as much as you possibly can just just to help with uh making sure that you maintain physical distancing but of course if if you have if you have these other ways of payment, then yeah, they, they have to find a way to, to make it possible still. And, you know, it's the, the dining plan is a, is a way that, you know, I, we, we've criticized it a lot in the past uh, because it wasn't always a great deal, but as you know, as, Drinks and uh stuff like butter beer has gotten more and more expensive and been able to include it as snacks on the dining plant you can actually you know you can get to the point where if you're gonna order something that's more on the expensive side and then you throw on like a butter beer on top of that too, you can save seven eight bucks on your your meals throughout the on wow. your meal with the day with that, mm-hmm. so it you actually can get decent savings with it
0: mhm good to know what do you guys think about universal's app versus my disney experience easy to use not easy to use it's used for
2: different things that's the thing is it's it's just it's very different um you know it's not as of before this week you don't link your tickets to it or anything like that so it wasn't really um you know or you didn't I mean, take that back. You can link your tickets to it, and you can use it to scan in, but you were not required to. Um,
0: I and don't so- think you're still required to. Even with the date-based tickets, they're saying you don't have to. You don't they're have they're to. Highly, they're highly recommending it because they're saying within the app, I haven't seen it, but they're mm-hmm. saying within the app, you can make those changes as an add a day right. and things like that, and it's a lot easier than going to get services or something.
2: Right. You know, with with my Disney experience, you have to have those tickets in there in order to make your park pass reservations and that kind of thing. Universal does not require park pass reservations at this time. But if you were doing um, the virtual lines at Universal, you didn't have to have your tickets linked or anything like that, um, which was causing a little bit of people abusing the system. Um, So, yeah, I mean, it's just it's different. It's 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 just it's two different things. So
1: it the universal app isn't like Disney's where, you know, prior to prior to COVID and such Disney, you had to use the app basically to have the most streamlined day that you possibly could with universals you still don't have to open up the app at all unless you really i mean basically if you're checking wait times and you do want to utilize the mobile ordering system that's beyond that anything else is just little bonuses to maybe help make your experience a little bit more uh a little bit more easier but it's universal has always been as straightforward as possible with everything to make sure that you don't have to rely on something yeah. like an app to, to be yeah. able to do everything.
0: I would it, it, it's, uh, yeah, it's an I easier mean, experience I, than Disney universal and, okay. and, uh, what's the other part called <laughs> <laughs> <of> adventure. <laughs>
2: I mean, I'll be, <laughs> I'll be completely Arizona. honest that I didn't, even though I have the universal app and it was on my phone, this trip was the first trip that I actually Used the app. Um, I never really used it for previous trips for anything because there really wasn't anything to really use it for. So,
0: Excellent. all right. So, what we want to do is we want to have a couple takeaways from the from the this conversation about the tickets. They're going to a date based ticket system similar to Disney's. Pricing will be different on the date you choose and the number of parks and the length of stay. But all of that can be rolled into your package and you can get one great price. And as Elaine said, you can bundle discounts, which is great. The other takeaway we want to do is this special ticket offer, buy two, get two free, really good deal. Something you should really consider now for a future Universal vacation. And again, you don't have to stay at Universal to use that ticket. So, you know, maybe you want to do a Disney stay and you want to go over and you know, Uber over or drive over for the day. And do it so i think that's a great option what else do you want folks to know about universal before we go just go <laughs> yeah go i mean really
2: i 100 percent do not regret going on this trip at all i had a fantastic time the staff was all very very nice they were happy to be there i felt safe i felt more safe at universal than i do going to the grocery store at this point so I my kids had a great time. It just it was fantastic. I had a really 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 great time. And a lot of people that go to Disney year after year after year have never been to Universal. And you know your dreams unlimited travel agent can help you book a Universal trip because most of our agents book Universal as well. So ask them about it. Say hey, do you think our family would like this? So.
0: Absolutely, I agree. Um, if you have a Dreams Unlimited Travel agent, please contact them directly, and they will help you with pricing. If not, you can go to our website, www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com, and ask for a uh, no-obligation quote for Universal, the same you can do for Disney. Or you can write to Elaine, Elaine at Dreams Unlimited Travel, and she'd be happy to help you as well. Thank you guys very much for helping with the, me with this conversation. I truly appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you, everybody at home, for listening and watching. We hope you have a great week, and we hope you have a great vacation.